Welcome to the Jill on Money Call of the Week. We're presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Hey, this is your opportunity to get on the air with us and ask any question that's on your mind. All you have to do is send an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. That is what Lauren did. She is on the phone from Seattle. Hello, Lauren. What can I do for you? Hi. Well, um, I have a lot of things I'm kind of thinking about, but my biggest issue is my student loans, like most everybody else my age at this time. <laughs> okay. How old are you? I am 27. Okay. Tell us what you got on the student loan front. Okay. So I have it all out right here. I have um, one that's 40900 and my interest rate is 8.1%. Yeek. And then I... Yeah. <laughs> and then I have other weird ones that are in the Fed loan, um, and it's four loans that equal $13,467. Mm-hmm. And this one's kind of weird. It's like four little loans broken up into one. So the range on those interest rates are anywhere from 3.86 to 6.8. Okay, so those are the federal loans. The 41000 at 8.1, is that a private student loan? Yeah, it's okay. for smart. Okay, got it. All right. Well, how how is it going right now paying for these loans? Are you keeping your head above water? Are you making the minimum payment or a little bit more? Yeah, I guess I would say I'm making pretty much the minimum payment. Um, it's a lot. Like it's uh, each month, it's almost almost seven hundred dollars. So for how much I make a year, it's a big dent. Um, thankfully. My rent's not horrible because I live with my boyfriend and my parents in kind of like a co-living situation with a basement. So, but that might be changing in a year. So my, my day-to-day funds are limited for sure because of these. How much do you earn, Lauren? So I make $57,000 a year, but um, each paycheck, I make about $1,400 because I'm putting um, about 300 per paycheck into a DCP um, retirement account. Mm-hmm. Do you work for a place that does a match for your for your retirement? No. Okay, so you're putting a big chunk into retirement right now, percentage-wise. Yes, and I work for the uh, State Department of Transportation, so we have our own, like, pension mm-hmm. um, that we technically, you know, that we pay into and they pay into, but... I don't think I see myself staying here for like forever. So that's kind of why I'm, yeah. you know, paying into my own. Yes, right now. I get it. Um, so between the pension that you have to do and then this $300 a month, what percentage of your pay is going into retirement at this point? About. So there's 12% going into the DCP and then into my pension. Yeah. I'm oh, another five. Probably like another five, maybe. So you're putting like almost 20%, you know, 17% into retirement. No wonder you're struggling with these student loans. That's that's hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did I hear a man in the background lurking in the background? Yeah. Is that a man that you, is that that a boyfriend? Okay, I'm just checking. Yeah. Um, All right. (laughs) So now here's my question. Did you say you were getting married? Yeah, probably next year. Okay. So does that mean you're going to move out and your rent is going to be more? Like, what do you, tell me what you think the story is going to be, say, in the next year or so. What do you think is going to be happening? 
So, well, we just had this talk last night, and I think we're going to have to rent for a year because in the Seattle area, the housing market's doing some weird stuff. In the areas we're looking at, it is going down mm-hmm. somewhat, and we kind of looked at a forecasting. I know they're not perfect, but it said it was some promising stuff that within the next year, a lot of stuff's going to go down because there's a lot of inventory. So we think that we might, unless something perfect pops up before February, that's kind of our target date to move out, mm. um, we're probably going to rent for a year and then hopefully buy you know, in 2021. Why do you have to buy so? Why, why buy? What, I mean, you feel like, all right, hold on a second. Tell me about the, the uh, fiance lurking back there. Uh, he yeah. works? Yes. How much does he make? About the same. Um, but he was in the military, so he gets some more money from disability. And when we buy a house, he has the VA loan. Um, uh-huh. He's got so that. Have as- to put a down payment. Got it. So you have that option. Okay. Does he have any outstanding debt for himself? Not really, and he has a lot of savings, so... Really? Tell me about he that. Are, I are, he sounds very good-looking with all those savings. Tell me more about him. <laughs> well, so he's lucky. So within the military, he saved into a thrift saving plan, um, $100,000. And then he just got through with a divorce, and she's going to be paying him $150,000 at the end of the year for the house. Boom! Nice! Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I don't want to go into the whole X thing, but all right. I'm just going for the facts here. Is the game. All right. Let me ask you about this. How do you feel about this? If I just pretended, can I just wave my magic wand without being politically correct right now? When he gets that 150 grand, I would take 41 grand and pay off that 8.1% student debt and just be done with it. That's what I would do. Okay. Get rid of it. Okay. Because that is high interest debt. You could refinance it, but why? Pay it off. Get it done. And yeah. then you take care of you, the, the little $13,500, you'll pay that off. It's fine. Right? Yeah. Pay, pay off all that debt. Yeah. Let's just say that after that, he gets paid out. You get done with your forty-one grand. You got a hundred grand in savings. Keep that in mm-hmm. savings if you really think you're going to want to buy a house. I wouldn't do anything else with it. And now, when you don't have that 41000 at 8.1%, let me tell you something. That cash flow is going to feel a lot better. And then True. what you ought to do is whatever money you were putting down on the 41000 at 8.1, take that amount of money, whatever it is, hundreds, couple hundred, three hundred, four hundred dollars, apply it towards your highest interest of those four loans. You said, I got these four loans are kind of lumped in. Just pay off like yeah. the 6.8% loan. Just put make an extra payment on that. You're going to get this all done. In yeah, my, I could easily get those done. Right? So here's what I would hope for, for you guys, that while you're renting for a year, if you really want to buy in the at least have the option to buy in the subsequent year, what I would do is I would work really hard, pay down all that debt. You'll keep building up your retirement account. You'll be in a much better place in 2021 or 2022 to start looking for a house because mm-hmm. you're going to feel like, oh, we've got this great cash flow. We're good now. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Yeah. Um, yeah does we he feel good about? But, but let me ask you. So Mark wants to is worried because yeah. he's like, does he is he going to have a problem with that? Are you okay with that? Like as a philosophically, you okay? Like just saying, like use part of his hundred fifty grand to pay down that debt. Is he going to be okay with that? I'll put him on the spot. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of talked about it a lot, and um, I'm okay with it. It's just really smart. Here's why. You know what? When I think about having a loan at 
when you're paying that loan down, it's as if you've earned an 8.1% rate of return with zero risk. There's nothing I could tell you that would be a better use of your money than that. Yeah. That's really the way to think about it. You know, you're putting money away into your retirement accounts. You've got you got the TSP. You've got the state pension and the deferred contribution plan. And so all that being said, you're trying desperately to reach a rate of return that's six, seven, eight percent before taxes. By paying off that 41 grand at 8.1 percent, there is no better investment you'll make in your futures than getting rid of that right now. So that's that's my advice to you. And if you can handle it and you feel okay with it or you really freaking out and scared at the end of the year, call me back. We'll walk we'll walk you off the ledge, okay? Okay. <laughs> Sound good? Sounds great. All right, collect that money, pay off that debt. You're going to breathe a lot easier. It's so great you guys are talking about this before you get married, and I really applaud you. I know it's not easy. So, good luck. Keep us posted. Okay, I will. Thank right. you so much, Jill. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, that's the call of the week. If you have a financial question, just give us a holler. Send an email to askjill at jillonmoney.com or go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can click the Contact Us button right there. Oh, by the way, while you're there, sign up for our free newsletter. It's free. Why not? We drop new episodes of Jill on Money every Tuesday and Thursday, and you can download the show anywhere that you get your podcasts. Apple, Google Play, Radio.com, Stitcher, wherever. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We're distributed by Cadence 13, and our show is presented by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. See you next week. 